0: Hey now, welcome to Where Wine Takes You, the final episode of 2020. I'm your host, Adam Montiel, and we have loved sharing the stories of what makes Paso wine country so special with you and we cannot wait to bring you some more great content in 2021, some more candid interviews, and just share more of these stories from Paso Robles Wine Country. Now, because of you, this podcast is the fastest growing wine podcast around. It's also one of the fastest growing places and travel podcasts in the nation. And that's happened within 12 episodes in less than a six-month period. And it's unreal. We're already starting to see the Where Wine Takes You podcast hit charts in Australia, UK. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Now, as we get into the new year, please let us know what you would like to hear, what you're thinking. I want to set up an email. I'll do this uh, by the next podcast, podcast at pasowine.com. So you can email me directly and let me know. Do you like bi-weekly? Would you like episodes weekly? Are the episodes too long, too short? Just right. Hit me up on Instagram if you got comments and you can always connect there at Adam on the air and let me know your thoughts. And if you have positive comments or maybe questions you want me to address on the air, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and lay it on the line right there in the podcast app. I would love to answer your questions, not just ones you have for me, but maybe for the folks who pass the wine, or maybe you got a question for your favorite winemaker. Let's have some fun, and let's keep this relationship tight in 2021. Got a comment here from A. Sanford. Found this new show on a club email from Herman Story. Thank you, Herman Story. I listened to show number 11 and immediately subscribed and went back to episode number one. It's been great hearing from new voices and pioneers in the region, taking me back to visits past, especially during this time, staying home, about to go order several bottles. I love that. Well, thank you, A. Sanford, for the nice words. And thank you to Herman Story for sharing the podcast with your many, many, very loyal fans. I am really excited to get into this episode. Today, we're talking rally for restaurants and the challenges that 2020 brought to the restaurant scene in Paso Robles. 2020 has been a rough year, no doubt, and no one knows this more than the folks who work in hospitality. The owners of these restaurants have been through the ringer. You're closed. You're open. You can eat only outside. Okay, you can eat inside, but at 25%. You can just, again, eat outside, go buy heaters. Now, you can't use the heaters anymore. You can't eat... The whole thing is like, it's been tough for everyone. And there are many solid restaurants here in Paso. And I'm excited to bring you two of my favorites, Debbie Thomas of Thomas Hill Organics and Maggie Cameron of The Hatch. Both highly respected for their love and involvement in the community. And yes, of course, their cuisine, both unique to themselves, but both off the hook. You're going to learn about each restaurant, what they're about, and you're going to get an inside look at what this year has been like for them. I love both these women. I respect both these women, and I will tell you, they will keep it real. Maggie invited Debbie and I to the hatch. I jump at it because I know they have a full bar, and I think we could all use a drink right about now. I show up, and there's some construction going on, which we will explain. So definitely, you'll hear it at times, which I love. I love being right in the middle of it all, whether it's a Paso cellar and a forklift is backing up in earshot, or it's, in this case, in a restaurant, where the next chapter of their special story is literally being built around us in real time.
1: So give me that moonshine, mm sound. We'll get by. We we'll fast all around till the job is done. Mm-hmm. And out in the trees, it will simplify good company.
0: Cheers. Look at Cheers. this. Cheers. Cheers. Quite a year, oh, ladies, really ladies, huh? Thanks. Water with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. It has been quite a year for the restaurant business. My goodness. Yes. You know, it's been very challenging. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get into all that because I think, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, we're talking about bailouts, the vaccine, and things like that. Feels like folks in the restaurant business need all of the above. Like, I mean, they've been the one, you know, along with grocery stores and other essential workers, they've been there for us this whole time. And,. Uh, have you felt like people have been creative enough to figure out ways to help you guys? Or has this been just like also just like wringing your hands going, what is going on up at the sky?
2: I think it's a little both, yeah. Adam, honestly. At least for me, my business is really tourist-driven. Our menu is very tourist-driven. To shut down Paso and not have tourists here, uh, it's it's really terrible.
0: Yeah. Maggie, what do you think?
2: Yeah, no, we need more. We need more for
0: for... The business Is it a local level? Is it a, is it a state level? Is it a national level?
3: <clears throat> it's probably a little bit of everything. I mean, it, to, to keep people home, and I mean, there has to be an incentive to, to not work. And I don't think, you know, for... A lot of people in the hospitality business, in restaurants specifically, you, you have to work. And even if you are in front of all these people, that's just an added level of stress. It's not like you can't go to work. It's just that you're going to be, you know, a frontline person. And if you are going to make money to support your family and to support yourself, uh, you have to choose between like your health and safety and putting food on the table. Yeah.
0: And take me from, and I kind of want to go to both you ladies and uh, talk one for folks who aren't familiar with the brand, the cuisine, and what you guys have been about and how long you guys have been around. Talk about The Hatch for a second.
3: Yeah. So we opened The Hatch about five and a half years ago. It's wood-fired comfort food. So it kind of changes a little bit seasonally, but it's, you know, it's all very familiar. And we opened up wanting to be a comfort food joint We didn't want to you know have a menu that you had to Google every other word you know we wanted it to be comfortable we wanted to everybody to be able to come in and feel like they were you know in a, a easy, Fun
0: place. An approachable place.
3: Approachable, yeah. Because we knew that we were going to get, you know, tourists from the city. We were also going to get, you know, local ranchers. And, like, all of those people
0: had to be like, hey, this is a good joint. They had to feel comfortable here. Whiskey helps. Yeah, whiskey does definitely (laughs) help. And your bar scene really is something special here. And I got to think things have been going good because you can hear the expansion going on behind us. You can. (laughs) Which is fine with me. What is going on? What what are we expanding to? What are some of the new... uh, the new chapters in the story here.
3: So this is just insane. Like we, so we leased the space right next door to the hatch in February. Um, oh gosh! <laughs> because we were so pumped about you know having another restaurant, this concept that we've been working on for a long time, and so we finally pulled the trigger. Was it a new thing? Like a new? It's idea? a new. Thing. Wow! It's a fully new restaurant, and just since it's you and I here, it's wood fired pizza and. California cocktails. It's called Ooh. Della's. Love it. So we're super excited. And then like what, three weeks later, everything shut down because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And we were like, oh crap, like look at this timing. Like this is the worst thing that could happen. But then after we got through that initial shutdown, we were able to open at 50% occupancy. So we put half of our tables here, half of our tables next door. We just did this like quick turnaround, painted the walls and... um Called it good. Tried to make it feel a little like the hatch, which is, you know, it was a little cobbled together, but it helped us, you know, sustain. And then, of course, then I was like, nope, never mind, not inside, go outside. And we've got this beautiful long frontage of the building in front of the hatch. So we lucked out again because we had all this space. And our neighboring businesses are mostly daytime things. So, um, So anyway, so we lucked out there as well, but again, we weren't using next door. And finally got to the point where we were like, you know what? We got to either do it or not do it, and we're paying for the lease on this place, so let's just start construction. And so we did, (laughs) which is terrifying. I
0: was going to say pretty scary, huh? It's terrifying. Yeah.
3: But like... We know that we can at least, like, pay our contractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And after that... He's like, listening right now going, sweet. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but, like, after that, it might be a bunch of picnic tables and pizzas. Right. Like, and that if that's that, like, we built the hatch with nothing. We had nothing. We just, like, slapped some stuff together and spray painted it. And as long as you give people consistently, you know, great food, great drinks, and have a great staff, like that's all you Fine. really need.
0: One of the more recent uh, episodes of this podcast, Where Wine Takes You, I talked to Justin Baldwin and I mentioned <laughs> the story you on the air and he had mentioned to this, I don't know how, how you came up, but... Um he was talking about you and mentioned how you literally drove, I mean, what, <laughs> over state lines, right? Like you drove a long way for just From Boston, an, yeah. for, for just an interview yeah. with him. And he, I don't know how you met him again, but he's like, okay, I'll, I'll see you there. When, when can you meet me? Tuesday? I'll be there Tuesday. And you got your ass in the car and drove over here. And I guess you've, what, been in Passover ever since?
3: Yeah, 12 years, about 12 years. It, it was a cra- it's a crazy, wonderful wine story. So I was on the East Coast. I was in Boston working for a big restaurant company and I was like 24 years old thinking this, this can't be it for me, you know, working these crazy long hours in the city. And I'm like, I want to be in California. And I had visited Paso Robles just on a wine tasting trip after I graduated from UMass Amherst, stayed here for a week, loved it, ate it via Creek, like went to all these wine. Like I remember what, you know, the wineries I visited. And anyway, it was this great experience. So like two years later, I'm like, I want to be in California. I want to be in Paso Robles. So I drove out here and I, you know what, when I was in Boston, I worked on this, I like volunteered for a wine tasting at the Boston Wine Expo or something. And I met a guy from J. Lore. He was like the East Coast president or something. And he said, oh, you want to move to Paso Robles? Like, let me get you in touch with my counterpart. And uh, I called that guy from halfway across the country and he knew nothing about this. He didn't know my name. (laughs) Well, he was super nice. And he was like, I, I don't have room on my sales team right now. I was like, no, that's fine. I'm not looking for any responsibility. I just want to be in wine country and like hang out, you know, and pour some wine or something. And he was like looking in the paper and said, Justin winery is hiring someone for their tasting room. So from Louisville, Kentucky, I called you drove cross country for a tasting room gig. (laughs)
0: God bless you. You don't
3: understand. Like outside of wine country, that's like, that's it, man. You've made it. If you live in wine country and you're like pouring wine, like that is. Awesome.
0: That's such a cool story. Well,
3: <laughs> when you're 24. Sure. Cold, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and like it's cold yeah, and you're I shoveling think that's snow fine.
0: and you're like,
2: no, I want to go. I want to be in California. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, oh, uh, Debbie, you were uh, in Southern California, correct? Yes, I was. Let's talk about Thomas Hill Organics because it's been around a little bit longer than The Hatch. Talk about the cuisine that you identify with. Okay. And uh, what I love about your place is that you have constantly been on the forefront of of popular and the word trendy is a little cliche but you're always still at the forefront for as long I mean, you know it's, sometimes this business can be cyclical Yes, and you're always hot you're never not so I mean, think you've, you've kept the food going great the, the chef situation has always been tight your hospitality has always been dialed in so give us a little bit of background on, on Thomas Hill Organics well next year it'll be 12
2: years oh my wow. hard to believe yeah. I know uh, and unlike uh, Maggie and the Hatch you do need Google to read a lot of our menu <laughs> so um my my background was actually sales and marketing, and uh, I was overseeing a lot of designs, so I was always thinking forward so a lot of my marketing helped with the direction of Thomas Hill. I love food, I love good food, I love good wine, and I'm always looking at like well, what's next? you know how can i what what can I do next? You know, and our our like I said, our food is the Google food. You look mm-hmm. it up and go, "What is that fairy dust?" <laughs> what, who puts fairy dust on? I the don't know food? what it is, but I
0: want it. I don't yeah, know what right? it is, But we're doing it. Yeah. Okay. So I had this stuff called Creme Fresh, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, stopped our th- ordering sour cream yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you
2: go. Our, like I say, our food has always been um, always been creative. Always like trying to. We always have the the more traditional types, but there's always something on there that people have no idea what it is. Uh, you know, I constantly have people saying, um, I'm sorry, what is this? You know, or what mm-hmm. is that? Or, and that's fine with or you. Or just I tell mean, me which one of these I should order. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, well, how do I identify the cuisine? What do you kind of um,
2: consider it? I want I, to say eclectic. Our chef is actually uh, half German and half Indonesian. And when we all closed for the COVID crisis, uh, we started doing family meals. And I said, why don't you do ethnic? Because there's really not a lot of good ethnic around here. Right. So um, you know, he started doing some Indonesian food and just all sorts of different cuisines. And we've kind of tied that back into our menu.
0: How has, um, I mean, this year has been so interesting. And I was talking to Mitchell. At Bouchon for another, I think it was through a, a virtual um, thing with Wine Business Monthly that I hosted. And he, listening to him talk about the creative extents he would go to pivot. And gosh, take a drink every time we hear that word, right, right? This year. Yes. But the creative extents that he would go using and flexing that hospitality muscle that was like intrinsic in him really was kind of remarkable. What were some of the things, Debbie, that you were like, okay, it's March, we're going to try this? Or, I mean, we're here inside the hatch and we got to, Uh, You know, you're like in a lot of other places where we got a bunch of heaters that we got six weeks ago just to be told that we can't use them anymore. What were some of the ways that from the beginning and even the middle and through right now, later in the year, that you said, okay, let's throw this to the wall and see if it sticks?
2: Well, for instance, we started doing family meals. And I was like, okay, a lot of people are unemployed. They don't have a lot of money. Let's create dishes and menus that people like me would not make at home. And let's offer it at a great price. And you know that's what we did. I mean, believe me, we weren't making money, but we were making sure that some of our employees were employed. We were offering the community food that they could enjoy at a great price uh, and still keeping ourselves out there. Um, we also, um, when of course we had to go out to outdoor dining, uh, I went to my neighbor, Keller Williams, and, and said, hey, you know, can we use your parking lot? You know, because we only have two spaces in front of our restaurant. And Kay over there said, you can use our patio. Sweet. And I was like, seriously, she's got, I used to own two restaurants. Believe me, I know. So we pivoted and that, that became part of our outdoor dining. And, it, if not for that, thank God, we probably wouldn't have gotten it this far.
0: It's interesting because this story, this podcast has told these stories of the people being this recipe of what is so special about Paso. Yes, we're in world-class mm-hmm. wine country. It's picturesque. There's rolling vineyards. And uh, we got acumen of great you know, mixology, cuisine, and the rest. Great wineries, hundreds of them. But the people, like that is a great story of yeah. a neighbor being a neighbor and saying, like, I got you.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been fabulous. She's been... Brings tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. So.
0: It's super special, uh, Maggie. Some of the things that you know from the beginning of this March, maybe into the summer, and then even of late, that you're like, okay, Eric, let's see what, let's see if this works.
3: Well, you know, it really is that time to to just try anything because you can always go back and say, yeah, this didn't. It's COVID. You know, not this right, yeah. didn't work. <laughs> you know, this is a crappy idea. No, it's it's COVID, so we're not going to do that anymore. But we went um, almost immediately. We met. We. We streamlined our menu, we pared it way down, and we just, uh, thank God, we could do the cocktails to go. That was
0: huge. It's one of the things I want to keep with me with COVID forever. It's one of the things I want to take from, one of my souvenirs from COVID, like, we get this. We get to keep keep this with us. Yes. To go drink. Oh my God, I love it. We don't
3: sell a ton of them, but like, it's definitely something that... Adds to your experience and people think like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like I can do this and get, you know, food. So so we just called it comfort food and cocktails to go and really leaned hard into um, the core menu items that travel really well. Fried chicken, meatloaf, mm-hmm. rotisserie chicken, like that kind of stuff. And um, so we did that for a while. And then, of course, the outdoor dining. These heaters actually... That we're uh, looking at, I I just borrowed from <laughs> from some friends. Like, put out a plea on Facebook. Did like, you really? Hey, can we borrow some? He-? Because we knew what was coming down next, that we weren't going to be able to use them. The last so several. That's
0: so smart. Because the last several weeks, everywhere I've gone for interviews, yeah. is either shoot. I was at Justin, and the the head of maintenance was building. Seven or eight of these. Like, oh just God. installing them all day long. I mean, people have been... And then, of course, it's like toilet paper for you guys. Yeah. There's a shor- a shortage of heaters all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, they doubled in price. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. It's like...
0: Oh. Yeah,
2: and you can get
3: them in mid-January.
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> we'll ship as soon as
3: possible. Be there by yeah.
0: January. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's so, um So,
0: and then I love what we're doing right now. We are... You don't really do lunch but you'll do the soups it's called just soups. Yeah, so we we
3: started this sort of virtual kitchen for soup this called Just Soup Passarobles and it's delivery and takeout, mostly delivery it seems like right now. Um, and it's during the day, we didn't want to necessarily brand it as the hatch, but we wanted people to know that it comes from our kitchens, you know, that this is, this is something we're really paying attention to. So what's the decision
0: in that? Because obviously you're, I mean, you've got a lot of respect for the cuisine. Did you feel like the Just Soups brand may not, you don't want people to think it's on that level of like detailed cuisine or or what do you?
3: Yeah, we just wanted it to be kind of like an easy, um, quick thing. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah. <background>. Yeah. <laughs> so much construction yeah. um you know we this just this is a good thing this yeah. is a good thing
0: yeah right okay. yeah, yeah right. progress it's not somebody waiting to get their soup no. at the front no. door no, no. i no. wish no. it was oh. right. waiting yeah. down the door to get soup that would be yeah. pretty cool though um
3: no you know i think it was a little whimsical too like we just wanted it we we're we're entrepreneurs like we wanted a new thing we're hustlers and, and we're hustlers for sure you know and and You know, sometimes we have panic attacks in the walk-in, but we're still going to hustle and we're still going to, you know, try new stuff. So this was a new thing and we got to brand it differently and we got to, you know, set up new social media and like, like kind of build a business. We're still building it. Yeah. It just started on Monday. So... I'm still trying to figure it out. (laughs) But I did my first delivery today to Paso Robles High School to the counseling team. Oh, cool. And, like, to be a high school guidance counselor, I mean, you have to be a special kind of person. So I wanted to, like, give
0: them all the soup.
3: You know, just, here, take... Take all this
0: Well, gosh, you know, know, they're saying, got to be a restaurant owner right now. It's got to be. I mean, there's so many different people who have um, stuck it out and really been there for us in this experience that's, you know, been almost a year long now.
2: Hard to believe. It
0: really is, isn't it? What do we see? I mean, are we optimistic for 2021? What are we we looking at when we look into 2021? Are we a little cautious? You,
2: You know, Adam, I'm at a loss right now. I just don't know... What's going to happen, you know, with the, with the governor closing things down? And um, I, I don't see this situation changing for a few months. Uh, the vaccine's just getting out there today. It's going to be months before a normal person could get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of places, a lot of counties are, are ignoring the whole mandate. Um, so I don't know how that's going to bode for all of us, if we're going to ever be able to open again or open legally, should I right. say. Right, sure. Um,
0: so, Have you th- had to have those conversations? Like, you know, you know, you Maggie with Eric and you Debbie just kind of like, okay, look, I, I know what I'm feeling inside my heart here. I know how much this sucks and feels wrong and feels like the people that are leading us are, you know, a little bit hypocritical at points. Yes. Um, but I got, a, I got a beer and wine license that I can't afford to lose. Yeah. I got things that I, you know, there's, there's too much to lose here. You see, some people are like, I'm putting it out there. I'm But some people are just like, I Got too much to lose. I got I to wait, wait it out.
2: Wait, yeah, we we decided to close for a couple of weeks, uh, and it wasn't just my decision; it was my team's decision. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, ABC and the health department won't do anything, but I seem to be one of those people that if I do something wrong, guess what? <laughs> I get caught yeah. somehow. Fist
0: bumps. You're like me. Yeah, we're like I I'm it. like, I'm just
2: not going to do it, we okay? I'm just going to see. Anyway. Now, mind you, if this continues on, I may just say, you know, screw it.
0: Was there a little bit of confusion? Because I read somewhere that like, oh, uh, Paso's voting to stay in purple tier. And then, of course, everybody's like, you know? And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. On Friday, we're like, no, nah, but you still got to do that. We're, 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 are, are we confused with some of the messaging locally? It's, or
3: it's not, conf- it's not confusing. You know what? The state says. You know what the the bodies that hold your license say. Yeah. Like, it's lovely that Passerobles, you know, is so supportive of of business. But you have to know as a business owner, like, who butters your bread. Right. And that's the ABC. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to be open right now, like, you have to know that stuff could come down.
0: Yeah. Have you heard of people being fined or... Chastised or spanked, whatever they're doing, whatever the AC is into doing. I
3: mean, right now the rumors are flying. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, "Well, I heard somebody got a thousand dollar fine, sure. and, you know, uh, warning letter, and da 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 da." But but we haven't personally. We got a letter from. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Okay. Right. We haven't received anything, so I'm not really sure what okay. we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I think. Um, I think that the city did come out and, and clarify some things, like, right. hey, just so you know, guys, like we can do, we can say this, but we can't, like, yeah. Of course. Do, do, of do you feel
0: like you have to wear this, you know, a certain face for your fans and your customers? But then also, you've got your city officials, your city community leaders, and we have to, you know, you guys, in essence, are, you know, we look to you for some leadership too. So you guys are leaders in your own right, and you you have that face. Do you feel like you're kind of wearing all these different? Sides of how I'm supposed to deal with this. You know, and then there's like just you being a person looking in the mirror going, man, I'm a business owner and this is tough right now. Yeah. I look
3: to Debbie. I'm like, Debbie, what should I do? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, I'm grandma around here, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm on the chamber. So, but I was fighting for us to stay open. I was fighting for us to get out of Southern California's region, you know. If uh,
0: somebody doesn't know what you're referring to there, literally the, the governor of California made like a bunch of different like chunks, yes. but the Southern California chunk not only encapsulates LA and it's 10 million people in LA County alone, but it encapsulates the central coast as far as San Luis Obispo County should even encapsulates Mono County. Yeah, it's yeah. seven hours
2: away. I know it's crazy. I mean, we shouldn't be lumped into that. And I know that the city and I know the chamber, we have fought, we've sent letters to the governor, but nothing's really changed. So, you know, I'm kind of on a a two-sided sword here. You know, I, I have to lead, but yet, you know, part of me is like, hey... I got to make it, you yeah. know, yeah. I've got 30 employees, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's How? Really tough, like those struggles <sighs>
3: in your own head, because it's, it's, it's business, it's finance, but it's morality, you know? Yeah. And like on this first, the first close down, I was on board. I was like, yeah, let's shut this thing down. Let's be part of the solution. Let's figure this out. And this last one, it was hard to get on board with this last one,
0: you know, because... Well, because I think people... Uh, cried over and over for, hey, can you show us where it says or where your research is showing where outdoor dining is is causing, spread and causing, and they can't do that because there is none. No, there is none.
3: I mean, and this is not, this is not
0: left or right or wherever you're partying. I mean, there is nothing to show that eating outside is causing problems. A bunch of
3: tables spread out outside being sanitized, guests or staff with masks on, like you can't tell me that you have those protections at a dinner party,
0: right? You know? No, Well, another thing I worried is that if you send everybody back home, and that's another. I mean, the hugest vector for this is at home. So it's you know people commingling and then bringing into the house. So if you if you're just sending everyone back home, you're saying you can't eat outside anymore. Go home and eat. Well, what what what's going to happen?
3: Abstinence education doesn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let restaurants be part of the
2: protection.
0: Yeah, and and according, you know what?
2: I think we are essential businesses. Mm -hmm. I I think we feed people. You know, I think we follow the rules so much better. You know, we stop people when they come in the door if they don't have a mask on. Mm -hmm. You go to some of these big box stores and you don't see that. That's a good point. So uh, why why are they more essential than we are? Yeah, you know, I don't I don't get that. I'm
0: really torn on that one. How has um, your relationships with the wineries been this year? Obviously, both of you are very close and really entrenched in the wine scene here. Uh, both of you, how has just your relationships with the wineries, how has that evolved, things you've noticed, maybe ways you've partnered up?
3: Yeah, they're, they're incredible. I mean, the wineries are our biggest champions. And I think because um, the wine industry, maybe they don't have, you know, the, the tasters that they did you know maybe maybe traffic's not what it was but I think they did great over the summer they did great yeah. uh, you know their e-com sales are up um, by everything that I've been hearing so they know how hard hit we are so they are doing everything they can I mean there are wineries that have you know given us wine on consignment to try to pair with our to-go meals and they you know they'll send people our way and I mean I mean they always send um, you know referrals to the downtown restaurants and and it's been wonderful in that capacity, but like now I think they're leaning in even harder to help us survive and you know, just their staff coming in and getting takeout and doing staff lunches and harvest lunches and things like that to, to keep us going. I mean, this, this community is freaking awesome.
2: Yeah, and they also pitched in for the dining in the park. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. That was, which was really awesome. Was and great. then yesterday I had a winery pick up $1,200 in gift cards. Awesome. Hey, so, I right. mean, awesome. it was like a man. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: That's so cool for for all their employees or something. Yeah. For all their employees. I love that little bonus. That is so cool. Yeah. We just talk about the people in Paso. Uh, We have uh, Maggie Cameron here, who's from The Hatch. We have Debbie Thomas from Thomas Hill Organics. Let's kind of dig a little bit deeper into the wine. How important is the wine list for what you're doing at Thomas Hill Organics? What do you like to. You know, some people like to sit down with that wine list and they start almost getting to know your personality even before they look at the cuisine through your attitude and through your thoughtfulness in the wine list. What is some of the things you try and kind of express with the wines that you choose for Thomas Organics?
2: Well, um, gosh, Adam, I want to say that um, I try to ensure that I have a varietal for almost everybody. You know, and I'm always looking at what's the next thing. You know, what's the next wine? What's the next varietal that someone's going to want to try? Plus, you know, most of our wine list, you know, 95% of it is local wines. So we want to support the community because we know they support us. And people, like I said, we're tourist driven. People who come to Paso want Paso wines. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously furthermost in our minds when we put our wine list together. It's so
0: interesting because you, when a lot of, you know, a, both of you had a lot of industry support, and sometimes when, you know, me, you're for the winemaker, you know, if you're the winemaker from Grey Wolf, you're coming in to eat, maybe you kind of say, oh, what have they got Spanish here? What do they got from other places? So, you probably do kind of throw in some other little oh, yeah. curveballs and yeah, stuff.
2: Yeah, we, we throw in some curveballs just oh, because all of the locals who live here and the wineries, who owners want to try something different. Sure. So, absolutely.
0: Um, Maggie, talk about the wine list here and what you guys are trying to get across with it uh, at the Hatch.
2: Yeah, so a writer from Wine Spectator called it
3: a tidy little list, which I loved so much. Um, we usually have four to six whites, four to six reds, that's it, um, and it's all on keg. So um, we work with wineries that. Um, Maybe they're experimenting with the keg program or, um, you know, they're new to it. Or if they're um, really strong in that game, then they're kegging something special for us. So we always try to have things from, from local wineries that are maybe a little off the beaten path that you can't get at the winery or you're not, at least you're not getting at different restaurants around just so we can have, because we have such a small list um, that we can be a little unique in that way and like have a cool story. And um, maybe it's a hatch barrel or they blended it for us or it's, you know, that's really cool. Fun.
0: Some little story to tell. How willing are the wineries to jump into this?
3: You know, pretty, I mean, we usually have quite a list of, wineries that we're working through a little yeah. bit of a wait list to get on the list because it does take a while. We say, you know, we'll commit to 12 kegs or something like that, which takes a few months. Yeah. And you're starting through. to see
0: this really take off for names, really respected names in Paso wine, like uh, Epic Estate Wines, Tablas Creek. I mean, you're seeing these folks with keg programs that are just like, I mean, the wine is killer.
2: Yeah, and,
3: and I think that that mind shift is starting to happen in the consumer's brains. I mean, we still get like those comments that are, God, this Oh, it's a keg wine, you know. <laughs> it's keg. It's just ter- you know. I can't pay fifteen dollars a glass for this keg wine. And you're like, look, it's served at the right temperature. It's never going to be corked. The last glass is as good as the first glass. Yeah, like get off me. It's bro. It's, yeah. it's
0: almost like a scrub, Exactly, get yeah. off me, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. almost <laughs> like uh, like the screw caps. You know, you see right. people. Oh, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, no, it's like you're missing out. There's some great wines yeah. under a cap like that. Yeah, totally. What are we doing for like end of 2020 into January is typically a slow month for you folks, I mean, right?
2: I could close in January and be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. This, if this goes into January, yeah. Because well, we that's already a slower a, month, you right? You
3: always do a great job with like holiday parties and things like that. Yes. And your beautiful postcard that, always, that you yeah, do, that do such a great job on. Yeah, that used to go out. Well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I, I, that's a big... Loss that I can see for you. We oh, don't yeah. do as well on holiday parties and things yeah, like that. Yeah, we, like, we
2: do. We have a little private room in the back yeah. that we usually mm-hmm. just we sell out all the time during the holidays. Right. So, well, you know, it, it unfortunately it's yeah. we can't do that this year.
0: Your patio is considered outdoors, though. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Because that is one of the most talked about patios in Pass so It's beautiful. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Everyone is envious
3: of Debbie right now for
0: yeah. her patio. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Everyone who's sitting on my sidewalk dining, dining with the big going, trucks, going, oh. spewing exhaust and <laughs> setting off car alarms is like, I wish I was at Thomas Hill Organics right now.
0: <laughs> what are some of your favorite things about Thomas Hill Organics? Are you things you've tried or just something that you yeah. think of?
3: So Thomas Hill is like this restaurant with very fond memories from my early days working at Justin because we used to go out in big groups and we all... Remember the pizza days. Sorry oh my to bring God. it up. No. I know, I know. Yeah. But it was so fun because it was, I think, kind of my first experience with this like very family style dining. You know, We used to get a bunch of stuff and just pass it around the table. And,
2: yeah. Um, that's Don't a, Get That's Supper Club. That was our supper yeah. club that we started. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so there was, fun. There was a Monday night in January where the restaurant was, every single table inside and out was filled. So for good. one of those, but, you know, wow. we, we, were, we were just, that was yeah. such a great thing back then. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, also, it was $25, and right. you got, like, five courses. Times you know, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Everyone brings their own yeah, wine. You bring your own wine. We don't charge courses. So, yeah. I, was like, I was like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, what about you? Things from the hatch that you've uh, had before or the aspects of uh, the cuisine here that you're into?
2: Oh, oh, my God. I'm a comfort food person, so I love a hatch and I was disappointed you stopped doing delivery. Oh God, that was terrible. Was it? <laughs> that was incredible. No, because I was ordering my cocktail. <laughs> and, <Right>. my <laughs> coat, and then I was like, oh no, I mean I have to drive over there now on my day off. <laughs> I, know.
3: <laughs> I know. You know what? That's such a funny thing that that's one of it was COVID. Oh. It's not that it didn't work. It, okay. was just, it, it was COVID. Okay. Okay No, it was terrible. you know, these Yahoos show up at the front door like I don't know. Trying to deliver our food I or know half I an know. hour late. I'm yeah. like, I, this
2: this is not going to go well. This shrimp and grits isn't going to be good. Good. Yeah, no. All I know is I'm like, where's my cocktail from the hatch? All right, yeah. there you go. Get it here. Yeah. yeah um, That's a good
0: question. Yeah. (laughs) Robin Wolf uh, is one of the absolute best. She does such a great... And how important is the... I mean, because we talk about being in wine country, but uh, Robin and the team here has really done a great job of like elevating a mixology and craft cocktails to like... I mean, she's won a ton of awards for you guys and like next level stuff.
3: Yeah. Just look at her. She's so happy right now. She's... You know what she's doing right now? She is slinging cocktails in San Luis... Because this is another thing that we're trying out, because yeah. we're we're just doing a pickup location in San Luis today, so she's making a bunch of cocktails. But, no, she's incredible. I always say that if Robin wasn't here, everyone would be drinking vodka sodas at the hatch. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> so, Crown yeah, of Cokes. The only so yeah, thing I know. Yeah. Uh, but, no, she's, she's incredible. The rest of the team is incredible. Um, just, you know, it, that, you know, wine country, this farm to fork, you know, to cocktail whatever situation that we've got going. We're so lucky in where we live. We've got these great ingredients, and we have a tastemaker that can, you know, put those together in your glass. Um, It just, you know, it's just such a great experience. And I think after a long day of wine tasting that's a big
2: draw for people. Like, yeah. Yeah, just have a cocktail, you know, um, to Or start, just to so. go, come here. I just love mm-hmm. the Hatch. Maggie knows when I have company in town, we come to the Hatch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember the first time I had, I think Eric, I was doing a show at Wineshine, and Eric brought over some shrimp and grits. Yeah. And I was like, you know, from coming from Southern California, you don't taste grits that much. But, no. I mean, just like the way you do the food here is, I mean, I'm excited. I'm going to try one of the soups at the end of this. Oh, Yeah. I was talking to Eric, he said They're there's good. a the, so the fennel sausage. Yeah. Or the French White onion. I can't I can't think of which one.
3: French onion with short rib. It's really uh, good. I mean this is we feed people what we want to eat. Yeah. Like that's just how But we I'd love
0: eat. to hear the wineries really supporting. I mean I'm actually gonna do a virtual um Holiday party tonight for a winery. I'm going to be cool. you know, attending, you know, on yeah. my computer. But they got like Il Cortile to to do it. Everyone's taking it home. So I mean, people are trying to get creative in the ways that they support the restaurants and the way you guys support the wineries and I just that that fosters such great you know, goodwill and just... Well,
3: that's to- what people love. Like, when they come visit Paso, you go to one place and they um, say, you know, you, you get to talking with the person there and they're like, oh, go visit my friend here and you go yeah. to that place and they're like, "The and here, I'm going to be here for dinner tonight. So, like, we have a story about every single wine on our list and we're like we will give out directions like go see them tomorrow mm-hmm. for a tasting if you like this go try this and they do the same thing oh you liked what you tasted today go here go yeah. to the hatch go to yeah. Thomas Hill Organics for dinner um, because we're on the list and so it's this very reciprocal wonderful thing yeah. and I think you know looking forward to 2021 like I, you know usually I'm asking Debbie for advice or other people you know the guys from Fish Gaucho and Pappy McGregor's like everyone around here asking for advice but like when people ask me, I I I fully, I mean we are cautious, but I believe in Paso Robles. Like I believe that we have something super special here and that it's going to pa- like bounce back. I mean, I moved here and you opened like it must have been the, like
2: right in the Runner recession in 2009, yeah. January Gosh, 2009. No it way. was like I said I can only go up
0: yeah. That's it. That <laughs> right? was my
2: attitude. Yeah. I can only go up. What is the re-
0: restaurant game here like now? I mean, in the last year, we've had LPC, La Petite and I, Um We're seeing the Alchemist down the street. Yeah. Paso course.
2: Market. Well, I mean, that's going to open. Yeah. Well, eventually
0: it will open. Yep. I mean, yep. the restaurants. So, so in the Paso a restaurant game is really something to watch, mm-hmm. you know, for 2021, for sure.
3: I think we have some incredible restaurants. I think it got a little... S- it got a little scary for a while. I was like, oh, well, you know, restaurants are going out, but they're not really coming in, and the kind yeah. of caliber
0: we want to see. Well, sure, some of cool. the stuff you come in, if there's a sports bar comes in, it's yeah. like, nah, we'd like to see more things that have this unique personality and a character right. of its own. Yeah. 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 And I think we're, you know, hopefully, and it's funny, because we'll talk about this with friends, like, the cyclical, where slow is, slow city, like, proper, versus Paso in the restaurant game. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be like, oh, you know, South County's really hot, and you got, you got Ember, Spoon Trader, there are things down there to but, I mean, Paso was on this resurgence. There's a lot. Oh, I mean, because sure. you got the names that are solid, like the Hatch, like Thomas Organics. But you got some fun ones, too. And hopefully we see some of these, um, you know, making even a bigger name for Paso.
2: Yeah. I truly believe when this is over that it'll be crazy. I mean, I, I think, and I'm sure Maggie can attest to this, this summer when we were open, mm-hmm. it was like we were turning people away. Yes. It was crazy. In the middle of a pandemic. I yeah. Mean, we were turning people away. So wow. I think that once this is, I think once we get through the next three or four months that things are going to pick up again, and people are going to want to travel. Yeah. I mean, they're going to want to get out. They're going to want to go somewhere where they're still going to be cautious. Yeah. But, um... And Paso offers Open a, spaces. Yeah. Yes, and, so we're open spaces. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. got
0: a great, um... The fact that people could drive here from, say, San Francisco or Los Angeles and be here without having to get on a plane if they don't want to, I mean, it makes it for a a great destination to hit up
3: flying to Napa, you're driving to Paso. I don't want to use the term trading down, but uh, hey, take it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) We're so
3: lucky where we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think this has been a lot of fun. You guys have fun?
2: Yes, absolutely. Thank you.
0: Thank you for hanging out. What is the website for Thomas Hill Organics and how can people get a hold of you?
2: Uh, ThomasHoleOrganics.com.
0: Yeah. Where'd the name come from?
2: (laughs) My last name is Thomas. Yes. When I started the restaurant, I had a 10-acre organic farm outside of Paso here. So, uh, and we were up on a hill. So, our neighbors used to say Thomas Hill Farms, you know, up on Thomas Hill Farms. So, when we named the restaurant, and I'll have to give credit to my landlord, Robert Gilson, he was like, well, why don't you call it, you know, Thomas Organics or something? And I was like, well, no one around here knows what organics is. Mm -hmm. This was 12 years ago. And I was like, okay. So, we ended up calling it Thomas Hill Organics. And I'll tell you, the first couple years were tough. You know, people were like, I don't want to eat carrots. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, we have steak. We, you know, we have all these things, yeah. you know, but, uh, but yeah, it finally, you know, when the whole farm to table took off, you know, we, we took off, which thank God that happened. So yeah, that's how it started.
0: Obviously the ingredients in your cuisine is seasonal. You're yes. getting what's in and what's good yeah. at, at the moment. What are some other ways like you're kind of stretching out a bit, maybe getting outside your comfort zone? Cause I know, you know, there's a lot of really interesting dishes there.
2: Well, again, I think um, Chef Libre's put, like, an ethnic twist on some things like we have an indonesian scallop dish mm. you know we had a a thai noodle dish
0: yeah, your empanadas are fire
2: empanadas oh my god those are
0: so good with all that stuff that's on yeah, them that's and on around them yeah oh, he's he's, salad he's, on he's very
2: creative as far as uh you know like i said the fairy dust i'm not exaggerating yeah we, <laughs> we have something that has some kind of dust on it and you have um, beautiful presentation yeah. <laughs> on your
0: <laughs> plates too like when, a, when when a plate gets delivered to yeah. you yeah. thomas organics yeah. you're just like damn wow you yeah. know
2: yeah. The Hatch,
3: where
0: did the name come from?
3: Down the Hatch. Good food, good drinks, easy. Down the, down hatch. the hatch, I love it. Yeah,
0: Drinks, food, yeah. all of it.
3: Yeah, people guess a lot of wacky stuff, usually having to do with breakfast and eggs and chickens, uh-huh. but, uh, which is not too wacky, I guess. But yeah, just Down the
0: Hatch. What do you think you guys do best here? Your fried chicken is awesome.
3: Fried chicken's Crits awesome. Grits are
0: crazy good.
3: Rotisserie chicken's really good. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, anything oh, on that so fire grill. There's so many things on their menu. That's I know. Yeah, that's, I think wood fire just lends this, like, wonderful, like, incredible, like, smoky element to everything. And um, they just, like... It's honest. It's honest.
0: You know, there's something, and I love, and I it's stole that from bones. Ember. Like, honest food. Wood fire. On, and there's something honest about wood fired food.
3: Yeah. Pretty yeah. Cool. And I'm obsessed with Ember. Love Ember. Oh, sure. We drive down probably way too often. Yeah, I miss <laughs> him. Coin. I don't think
0: I've been down there in a little little too long. So good. I know. I
3: love how they change their menu. Uh-huh.
0: And every month. And yeah. They're awesome. Spoon trade's fun. Spoon
3: trade's great. We just went. They kind of, they, they pivot. Take a drink.
0: Yeah, take a drink. Uh, take
3: a <laughs> drink. <laughs> <haven't taken> a <laughs> take a drink. Right? Uh, they pivot like great. I mean, they have done such a good job. They've they've kind of done this um, um, like all day long breakfast, and then you can pick up stuff for dinner. And we went. I think when it was all smoky over here over the summer. Oh sure, like in August. A few days, that was a nightmare oh, for outdoor man. dining. But. Um, yeah, during that time, we went down, stayed at the coast for a couple of days, brought the kids down there, and uh, went to Ember, and it was, we had biscuits and gravy, and they oh, just The biscuits were and gravy are so
0: good there. So good. Yeah. And she's another one who, her attitude and her deliberateness with her wine list, yes. it's just and Brooke and yeah. Jacob are just so yeah. like, oh. Yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, good people. She's How do you do this with boy. little ones? I forgot about, you have... Do you have little Sometimes, ones? Sometimes, yeah, I forget too. I yeah. feel <laughs> <laughs> like where are they right now? <laughs> I don't, I don't.
3: No, it's it's nuts. Uh they are they are so great. This is so fun because they are obsessed with Christmas. Mm-hmm. So this is a really fun time of year and it keeps me grounded. Like as a restaurant person, like they keep me grounded in like a hey. This is not the most important thing. Like yes, this is stupid right now, but the kids love Christmas. So what
0: do we do about Santa And Do we see Santa from a distance standpoint? I've we, what's no, the deal? No,
3: it snowed in the North Pole this year. Oh okay. So, Fair so enough. Santa oh, is is I stuck it. there. But oh, I can he's imagine. gonna get here on Christmas. on <laughs> Eve. Christmas Eve is yeah. still Christmas? coming. Oh yeah. Okay. God. Um, and uh they're kind of at the age like where, you know, Santa is like the guy. Oh, for know, sure. Like like don't worry mommy and daddy Santa's going to get me this. Santa's you know, got like, this. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> that's yeah. not so.
0: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's an interesting time of life. (laughs) Thomasinorganics.com. TheHatch.com? HatchPasarobos.com. HatchPasarobos.com. Thank both of you ladies for what you guys have been doing for the community feeding us. I mean, I've had so many great moments in these four walls. I've had so many great dinners and moments within your four walls. You in 12 years, you in five are consistently making a name for Paso and really helping put Paso on the map because the wineries are fantastic and we need them. They need you. Everyone needs each other, but to have this heart beating and this pulse downtown Paso. So, uh, it's because of uh, mainly you guys. So thank you so much. And thank you more or less well, for your time you here. And of of nice. thank you. I always love hanging out with you guys and getting a chance to have you ladies on the air. It's really cool. So thank you. Oh,
2: thank it. you. Abby. We appreciate
0: it. So give me that
1: um, sound. We'll get by. We fast all till the job is out in the trees. It will simplify. Good company.
0: Love that chat and those gals. I want to say thank you to both Debbie Thomas of THO, or Thomas Hill Organics, and Maggie Cameron from The Hatch. Well, that's it. The last episode of 2020. I cannot wait to ring in the new year with you. Again, we're going to be back here in January with some brand new conversations, some brand new stories, and a whole nother season of Where Wine Takes You. In the meantime, please go back, catch up on older episodes, some real good conversations. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe. It means so much and it helps this podcast so much you have no idea the power you have in your fingertips so thank you in advance the original music you hear on where wine takes you is performed by moonshiner collective find them wherever you stream your music the song is called good company and you can learn more about them at their website moonshinercollective.com my sincere thank you to my friends at paso wine for having me here to host this and spend this time with you I absolutely love it. It's taken my existing love and passion for radio and broadcasting and blessed it so much. And I love the partnership with the Paso Robles Wine Country Alliance. Where Wine Takes You is executive produced by Joel Peterson and Paso Wine. And it's way overdue that I mentioned my friend Jen Bravo, who by all accounts is an associate producer here. Because after I post these, she goes on the back end and does a bunch, including promotion and digital fulfillment. So her role is too big to not express How thankful and grateful I am and how essential, we're using that word a lot this year, aren't we? How essential she is to these episodes as well. And any and all info you need, especially if you are about to make a trip to Paso Wine Country, you got to check out PasoWine.com. Where Wine Takes You is recorded, edited, and produced by yours truly. I wish you a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And I hope you ring in one of the best years ever for you, your loved ones, and your family. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. If you're ever cruising around the Central Coast, check me out on your radio. My morning show, Up and Atom in the Morning, is on Coast 104.5, and the wine stuff can be heard on The Crush 92.5. Tune me in, hit me up, and always feel free to connect with me and share where wine takes you. Happy New Year. Cheers. And give me that
1: sound, give all round till the job is. Uh, Camp out in the trees, it will simplify and work. Give me that moon shine, yeah. get by, we pass all round till the job is. Uh, Camp out in the trees, it will simplify and work. Give me that moon shine, get by, we pass all round till the job is. Uh, Camped out in the trees, we will simplify in good company. With that that moonshine, we'll get by, we pass all around till the job is dry. Camped out in the trees, we will simplify in good, good company. company.